Hello and welcome to the Pompa Things Podcast, a pop culture podcast hosted and produced by Colorado State University students. We are your hosts, Chapman Croskill, Alec Erickson, and Nicole Conklin. So we got a trailer this morning and I'm just kind of freaking out about it because I am such a Marvel fan, even though it just like keeps going, they keep making new Marvel, but we finally got a trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming and it looks so good. So good. Eh. 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 Why? Because I think with all the movies they've been putting out, they've been so surface level and like, oh, here's the story of a super... Like, I want to see something that is different. And like I had heard from you guys before this that they, you know, Uncle Ben is already dead and they're moving forward with the plot. But I thought it was just going to be like another Spider-Man movie, you know? So... I mean, they're, they are moving... They're trying to... They still have to, you know, introduce him uh, into yeah. the cinematic universe. Um, and the way it looks, it looks like this is a lot more, this is almost seems more similar to the Spider-Man two film in the sense that it's a lot more of him, you know, trying to like, he's figured out being Spider-Man mm-hmm. and now it's him trying to balance being Spider-Man and still being a high schooler, which has never been touched on enough. Like he mm-hmm. graduated high school in the second films of both original, like the other two franchises. We need like a high school, uh, Peter Parker. We really, really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause and the I- Garfield series focused more on the high school aspect of him being in that environment than Tobey Maguire ones because Tobey yeah. Maguire ones was just really brief like he yes. was honestly the only th- reason we care about him being in high school is when he like fights Flash a little bit and mm-hmm. like catches the plate which did you guys know that the scene where you know um, Tobey Maguire catches all the stuff on the platter uh-huh. it was actually filmed in real time interesting and it took them like hundreds of takes to finally get him to catch everything dang that's it's completely authentic and then they just sped it up slightly that's cool interesting um Um, but i think the only thing for me that saved this trailer was when i saw tony stark and like as iron man in this because i was like what on earth are they gonna do with the spider-man okay we know he's starting out we're figuring out who he is like this is you know so and so but with tony stark it was it gave him a direction to go to and he's being introduced to the avengers and i really like that i think that's because it gives the franchise a direction now, and I'm interested to see what it's like to have that younger character as an Avenger. And I think you're showing exactly why they did mm-hmm. include Tony Stark in this film, because they know that people don't want to see just another Spider-Man movie. And at the end of the day, Robert Downey Jr. is absolutely their biggest moneymaker. Mm-hmm. And so bringing him on and featuring him heavily in the first trailer is absolutely necessary to show that this is a Spider-Man movie, but it is still you know a Marvel Cinematic Universe film, and it's got Iron Man in it. The scene at the end, you know where they're... Um, Spider-Man swinging and Iron Man's flying. It's, it looks cool. I don't. I don't want. I'm. But I like. I want this to be mostly Spider-Man. Like I don't want this to just be Robert Downey Jr. pops in every five I, minutes and being like, "Hey, like, good job. What are you doing, kiddo?" Yeah, because like honestly, for Peter Parker, Spider-Man characters that have like Tony Stark as your mentor, who literally at the end of the very first of his standalone movies, like, yeah, I'm a superhero. I'm Iron Man. Yeah. Fun fact. Like that is just like that is what's gonna bother me is like. There's such different ways of how they approach this superhero concept because Tony Stark has always been open about it, whereas Peter Parker's always been that guy. He's like, I can't tell anyone. It's my secret, my secret alone. Like that's why he wasn't all the comics and every other movie iteration. Like he's always kind of been that guy who's like, I need to like not hurt everyone around me by telling them who I am. And that's why I'm actually extremely glad. And this is spoilers, but this movie's been out for uh, like a while now, so I don't kind of care. But for in Civil War, that's why I'm really glad that it was Black Panther who kind of stole. Mm-hmm. The the original thunder of the comic series where you know one of the biggest scenes is where spider-man reveals who he is and that like kind of changes the tide of the war um i'm glad that they did that with black panther instead because they still need to explore and i honestly don't ever want this version of peter parker to reveal who he is like we need 
need to at least have one like masked superhero who's masked. I guess the only other one in the cinematic universe is um, Matt Murdock as Daredevil. He's the yeah. only one who has like a real life persona that he then hides. How do you feel about the casting, like Tom Holland? And I know Zendaya plays Michelle, um, but how do you feel about the casting? I so yeah, so I I was I don't know. At first, I was like, I was curious why they were really going with a very people of color heavy mm-hmm. casting, especially for a lot of like his friends and like the people at school. But like also, you think about it, like a school in Queens mm-hmm. is not going to be a white majority school, mm-hmm. and like this, like people were so upset about Zendaya playing like one of the interests, but like that makes sense like that's how it is in queens like these days like that's realistic and plus the trailer did not show off donald glover's character and we know he's in this movie somewhere i'm really curious i mean i have the list here it doesn't even say his character yeah right so we don't know if he is actually going to be miles morales like an older miles morales or not would be weird it would be really weird to have miles morales being like older than peter parker yeah Hmm. it'd be a weird retcon um because you know miles morales is the spider-man after peter dies right so then that would make sense if he was older right but this because there's ever been as far as we know another peter parker in this universe mm. so we don't because he's the first he is peter parker he's yeah. spider-man so we don't know but yeah i'm i'm really really excited for michael Spider-Man. keaton looks great michael as the vulture. keaton looks so good as a vulture honestly like they've been having some issues with villains especially in the um the andrew garfield spider-man movies i felt like those villains were just flawed um i just they didn't feel villainy to me but man michael because he just he looks just like a jerk who just wants you know rob banks and steals like i don't even know where he gets the armor but no it looks good and it looks like a good update on the vulture i mean we're obviously yeah. going to assume there's going to be some introduction of oscorp into this right universe. have they announced anyone playing uh harry or um any of the osborns as far as i know because they've been pretty besides what we've seen in the trailer we don't know much about like the characters everyone's playing. What what if Donald Glover is playing Harry Osborn? Hmm. That would be very interesting. That I could possibly I could see, see it. it. I could see it because then because they would love to use him. I'm sure yeah. as a character, oh, yeah. and seeing him as either the Green Goblin or as the Hobgoblin would be so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm wondering. But yeah, so I'm very excited. Cool um, and then we also got a trailer for The Last of Us this week, uh, part two. Um, I never played it because I don't own a PS3, but I know that people raved about The Last of Us being an incredible, like, storytelling apocalyptic game. I did play it. It was a fantastic game. It had a highly, highly underrated multiplayer. I had a lot of fun with that multiplayer. <sighs> but, like, it is just such a story-driven game. Like, it makes from the... It was approached really done, this, like, post-apocalypse zombie kind of scenario. Not really zombies, though it's like a fungus it's weird but like they approached it really well like i thought it was fantastic from beginning to end and i honestly like the ending of the first one you could see where they could kind of pick it up from a second one i was not expecting them to kind of make a sequel but with how successful it was it was just a matter of time really yeah i'm not surprised and it looks like it's gonna be significantly a little bit further in the future just yeah, like um oh what's the girl's name ellie ellie, ellie? She, she looks, looks to be about i'd say late teens late now teens, and she yeah. was like a 14 year old girl when you meet her yeah and so there's been at least a few amount of times and so like yeah. how they're gonna pick it up from here it's just gonna be interesting i don't know if it'll be like nearly as good as the first one i'm kind of hoping so but it was 
such a great first well, game. Considering that PS4 sales have been a bit lower than uh, Xbox sales for a while now, it's not surprising that they announced this. And they also announced a Crash Bandicoot uh, remastered yeah, so collection. Yeah, so Naughty Dog in the same vein. Like, so. they made Crash back in the day, and so they are the ones who make Last so we've of got, Us. So we've got two massive PlayStation exclusives yes. coming out soon, and that's just that's so good for PlayStation. And I mean, it's completely, like, redone from the ground up. Like, it's not like, oh, let's just slap a new texture. Like, mm-hmm. they basically just, like, completely just redesigned the whole entire look right. and feel. Dang question is um is the last of us one of those games where your decisions affect the end of the game or is it just one straight plot it's much more linear like you have like very few things that you can deviate from the story but it doesn't change a whole lot okay because it's very much like they have an end goal and you're on your way to that end goal there's not much you can do to change that i was just curious if this was gonna be one of those games where you can like you know import your old save file to Hmm. like update the game or anything i mean i could see it only because like they did do the re hd remaster for the playstation 4 so then there could be that chance that you could port over a save i don't know if it will change over Overall, I don't know if they're going to make this one non-linear in that regard and make choices matter more because from what is being like speculated is that Ellie will be the main character now. You'll play as her. And so it's going to be, I don't know what the overall feel of it's going to be if they do decide to branch out of a non-linear path because it's less of an open world. It's much more like point A, point B. Like You can choose to sneak or be... Br- like all out assault kind of thing. Right. So I mean, who knows what and they So decide. they also they yeah, they released it originally for the PS3 and then released an HD remake mm-hmm. for the PS4. Uh is the new version this is The Last of Us Part 2 going to be optimized for the PS4 Pro? I would imagine this would be what is going to like kickstart the PS4 Pro. I I would, I would figure we weren't in exi- an exact date and so it's going to be I imagine probably a release title for the PS4 Pro and that's what's going to drive out the Pro console sales. And that's what they're going to use to dignify buying a whole brand new console. Yeah. Brand new, I say. But yeah, so that's interesting stuff coming mm. from PlayStation. Um, in completely unrelated news, apparently Amazon is going to open a grocery store. Yeah. So fun stuff. Um, if you are a little bit uh, bored of your regular grocery store and want to go to Seattle, Washington in next year to try this, what you can do is uh, just with your Amazon account and a smartphone, just log on to your account scan your phone at the store walk in and they say they use the same technology for self-driving cars for this i don't know how that will work to a grocery (laughs) store but they say you can just walk in pick up whatever food you need and walk out and it'll just charge it to your account there's like some variation of uh facial recognition they're really going for like a lot of like meal kits like amazon meal kits like you can buy something to make a meal later and like but there's also gonna be like fresh produce and everything the whole entire overall goal they're going for this is to eliminate like checkout like they don't want checkout lines at all man i i don't know how to feel about that because there's a lot of people who have just jobs you know like whenever i go to a store unless i'm in a rush i always try and have a person check me out Hmm. just because like they're being paid for that like i know how hard it is to make money like in this economy and stuff i say like i'm old um but (laughs) like i want to support the people and like i i don't know how i feel about all this automation like i know that mcdonald's is trying to like when i went to mcdonald's in the Netherlands like they had just a kiosk you could order and then they just give it to really? you hmm. so it's huh. just like I don't know how I feel about them taking jobs away from more people that's cool. why I'm kind of like skeptical that like they're testing this out in Seattle of all places because I mean that's where like I imagine where this is like most preferred mm-hmm. versus like if they try branching out anywhere else like maybe Austin Texas or something like that where 
like it's still similar like audience based kind of like young millennials but like would it have the same effect as right. i feel like it would with seattle i sound like a hypocrite but part of me says yes i want human interaction we don't do that enough especially like at restaurants like i appreciate that human interaction but of course when i go to the grocery store like if i were to go tonight i would probably use the self checkout because I just like, you know, get in, get out, do my own thing, like don't have to interact with anyone, you know, so I think it's like a double edged sword there. And I think it's a good idea for people who are maybe in a hurry or like are just so busy. But I am also afraid of the repercussions of like not interacting with people and it's just going to get worse from now. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. It's just, it's a weird concept. Just remember that Amazon started as a bookstore. Yeah. Like it started just as an online book retailer. And now it is the largest, like, shipping and um, goods moving company, I think, in the world. I would say, like, I do probably 80% of my shopping through Amazon. Like, if it's anything that's, like, tech-related or, like, non-food related, I probably do it through Amazon. Well, they have good deals usually on a lot of things. I I had to order a a Secret Santa gift, and I just, like, looked for it on Amazon, just found a two-day shipping, and so I could get it in time. Like, it's convenient. Mm -hmm. Like, if I don't know if I can find this thing in a store nearby, but I don't know. I really love brick-and-mortar stores. Maybe it's just, like, my interests mm-hmm. but i love especially like clothes i will never buy clothes oh online. i never buy clothes especially, like because you have to try them on see i'll be <sighs> devil's advocate a lot of times like a good company um not like the huge i don't buy like clothes on amazon but like there are specific companies that like i find via social media that like strictly have certain clothes like limited supply and they have some pretty quality stuff think, but it is a risk like i think it size. depends like if it's yeah like sizing is issues like i don't know i feel like i'm really really picky about like the size of my clothes so i always want yeah. them to like fit really well yeah and you i want to try them on to do that mm-hmm but, like, if I know that something fits from a store, then I'll probably order it again if I need a new one. Like, I bought a couple shirts from, like, Uniqlo, and I'll buy those online. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Um, but the- moving on, have you guys seen the YouTube Rewind for 2016? Yes. Yes. Nicole, have you seen mm-hmm. it? I have not. Um, so, you know, every year they YouTube does a big YouTube Rewind, uh-huh. and it's supposed to show off all the stuff that's happened this year. And, I don't know, I watched this year's, and I just, like... I feel like there was just a lot of music artists I just didn't care about. Mm. And I felt like there was a lot of references that I just didn't care about. And I feel like it really wasn't. Obviously, they can only show off the stuff that actually like kind of puts them in a good light. And was yeah. the, it's the right. YouTube rewind, not the right. internet rewind. But like, I don't know. Like, I didn't care about anybody in it. And the weird part of it is like, there were so many people I recognized from other social media platforms mm. that I don't typically think have like a huge YouTube following. Like there mm. were so many Vine stars, so many like Instagram like mm-hmm. stars. And so I was just like, it was very different for me. It's not like the usual all-star cast right. from like And it makes YouTube me wonder, like, suspect. am I out of touch or is YouTube right. just out of touch? Yeah. Because, like, I feel like I'm pretty up on, like, pop culture and, like, stuff going on, but I didn't know or care about But, like, about what if that's, like, a social media thing? Because I know Vine is, you know, kind of on its last leg mm-hmm. we already established that but maybe that has something to do with it because i know like a lot of the younger generations are still very active on vine and our generation is not so much you know yeah and i just like nothing crazy like youtube this year was honestly mostly just under a lot of flack mm-hmm. um because they changed the way that their um their money systems work and stuff and a lot of people were just really pissed off at them um and so youtube's not had a great year but like i think the only people i really cared about which is markiplier which i always see him and stuff uh the 
um, the slow-mo guys, which are the only part of Rooster Teeth that ever gets any recognition mm-hmm. in YouTube stuff. And that's because, I mean, the slow-mo guys is a huge channel for people who are non-Rooster Teeth fans, but it, that's always interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it was just, like, a lot of, the, like, bigger, like, people I would have suspected to be in there, like Philip DeFranco, who's been part of YouTube since, oh, like, the man, beginning. Yeah, he, he was in there, and he got into, like, a feud over Yeah, because it. they demonetized, 90, like, 90% of his videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all he does is just gives the news. Like, he was probably the biggest advocate for these issues with the demonetization system they had this year. Yeah, and so, I mean... I mean, it's well i felt like the youtube rewind to me was just like basically one long like dance video yeah, because yeah. all i saw was like the dance crazes that we've had this year like the running man and everything yeah. else and so i was just like it wasn't what i suspected out of like youtube like i didn't see too many references to like a lot of the viral videos yeah. like i was yeah. suspecting and i feel like i, lo- I, I feel like i used to love youtube because it was such a great example of prosumer culture which is like what you know my job is but YouTube is just not what I, it used to be anymore. Mm-mm. Like, there's other platforms. Like, if you want to create your content, you can't rely on YouTube. Like, YouTube is so much just for pandering these days, honestly. And, like, uh, PewDiePie had that whole discussion um, because he basically accused YouTube of being, um, like, biased. And I think he accused them of being racist because, like, he was not in, like, the featured videos. Yeah. And then he said that if you reach, like, what was it, 50,000 or 50 million subscribers, he was going to, 50 million subscribers, he was going to, uh, delete his channel and then he ended up deleting like a crappy secondary channel yeah um and, and it's really weird just because like if you ever look at the trending videos like there'll be videos with maybe like a couple hundred thousand views which is still a significant like amount of views but like they'll have next to nothing in likes and maybe a couple hundred comments so like that's not what i would suspect out of a trending video and yeah. so like that's what sparked this whole entire conversation like are people getting are people paying for these videos to end up on the top tab of YouTube? Like, is that's what's happening. And that's what PewDiePie is mm-hmm. advocating for is like, he's like, am I not paying to have, like, I'm not paying anything. So is that why my videos are not showing up? Mm. But you notice he was all also in the YouTube rewind. Yeah. And I'm I mean, not, I'm actually, I think he's kind of an obnoxious celebrity. That's just my opinion. I'm not a huge fan of PewDiePie. Same either, but it's just um, like YouTube I mean, has not been like a community platform this year at all. No, I it's agree. not. I think it's because they have so many, external forces now it's turning into another media thing you know it's just has a lot of limitations these days yeah and so. i was hoping like google as much as you know they do sell information like they are, i do respect them as a company i was hoping they would i don't know continue to let youtube be a place for prosumage but yeah you, just, you can't make money off that um nicole did you watch the transformers trailer i did what do you think yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, I giggle because if you saw my reaction, which you guys did, I was like, what? Dragons? What? Nazis? What? Apocalypse? I What is happening? And to me, I was just like, no more. Yeah. No more. So it's, it's Transformers the last night. Um, and Kate so, and, and so after, uh, I guess, um, Optimus Prime went off into space to look for the creators. Um, it looks like we're finally unveiling Unicron, which they probably should have done. Two, I felt like Unicron <laughs> should have been two movies ago. That, that should have been the, the third movie. Yeah. Like, why they're wasn't it Unicron? It like, I feel like the dark side, oh my God, Unicron and dark side, like the dark yeah. of the moon. Like that would have been, been such great. a perfect, but no, they had to introduce the, another prime. Yeah. Um, and like. Obviously, like, because they, they say at the beginning of the trailer, maybe this is getting too nerdy of, I guess I know a lot about, I don't really, but um, at the beginning of the trailer, it's like, why do they keep coming back to Earth? It's like, well, because in the original series, um, the like, the original Prime, mm-hmm. uh, like, the one who, like, was the, basically, god of all the Transformers, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember his name right now. Um, well, I thought it was, like, I think it might be Alpha Prime, but don't quote would me you on pull, that. Would you pull yeah. it up so I don't sound stupid? Um, but in the original series, the planet of... Um, What's the planet called? 
I was, I was saying I was super nerdy about this, but I don't remember. Cybertron? Anything. Cybertron. The planet of Cybertron is actually a Transformer, and it's it's him. And mm. so in this, they destroyed Cybertron. So I'm guessing that he is now a part of Earth, which is why everyone's been attracted to Earth lately. Because uh, mm. why the AllSpark was on Earth in the first movie. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's different to definitely see like Mark Wahlberg still making a comeback in this one. Oh, and like... What what was it you said the other day? Was that before? Some- so before Ted Two, Mark Wahlberg had never starred in a sequel. So Ted Two was his first ever sequel he did. Really? And then Transformers Four was the second ever sequel he did. Wow. And I so like that's a bad sign for him. I mean, maybe Marky Mark. I love Mark. Bunch. Like I wish. Come on, Mark. <laughs> maybe they wanted him really badly just for the sake of the sequel, though. Maybe they needed that big name to, so that people didn't just roll their eyes at this well after Shia LaBeouf dropped out it's Alpha he, Prime by Alpha the way Prime. okay yeah. yeah I just couldn't think of that but yeah um, yeah Marky Mark uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch I wish the Funky Bunch would make a cameo in the movie <laughs> honestly I honestly I think Marky Mark should go back to making music because he's not been anything great lately I feel like I mean the last like one movie I really love him in is Departed that was such mm-hmm. a fantastic Departed's movie great. and like after that I'm just like I held in the like such a high standard because of the part of like i haven't been really yeah. surprised by him because of anything well else. And i think this is happening to a lot of actors is where they're falling into these cookie cutter roles because it's just, like you well, know it's a monetary thing anymore and speaking of that we we finally got a full trailer for the mummy mm-hmm. uh, and it looked so bad yeah it looks yeah. It so looked, bad i i don't understand what they're doing well i reading the franchise and i know we touched on this last week is that they're they're doing like all these different monster movies. Yeah. Um, which I think is a kind of a cool idea, no, it's cool. you know, it's, but it's a cool franchise to try and reboot, but, but I, the mummy one, I wouldn't have started with that, but maybe they're trying well, to get they, the So worst they technically the started with, um, Dracula untold. It's oh, technically okay. a part of that franchise, Okay. which I heard was okay. Um, I heard the reason they wanted to get, uh, Tom Cruise in the mummy was just because they didn't have a big enough name to, for Dracula Untold. And I imagine it's because like Tom Cruise probably has like a bigger pull in international audiences, yeah. and so maybe that's oh, why yeah. like they want it to be more of a success. Well, and the worldwide. actress who's playing the mummy is fantastic, but this role doesn't do her justice. And it's just gonna be like a typical mummy movie where the mummy wreaks havoc it's on not something. Even, it's not even know? a typical mummy movie. It's just a typical typical like disaster movie mm. it's almost looks like a zombie movie but with just a demonic mummy instead yeah and i mean like Hitting new york it's something. just like why are we in hollywood we're now at the point where like we're just making franchises mm-hmm. now like we're setting up franchises like i feel like everything is part of a franchise yeah. now it will, yeah. and it's just like one of those things where i'm like i just want like some new ip kind of movies yeah. out right. there I want like something, be, that's something creative and different but the only successful like new ips that come out are space movies because the only mm-hmm. big like non-brand movies that have come out in the last couple of years that have done well were like interstellar or the martian like other than that things just don't do well yeah and like the only one that like like granted, I'm excited about life. Like that looks like a exciting movie, mm-hmm. but like still, it's fits in that space kind of category. There's like, a movie coming out, and I don't know when it comes out, but it's like the purpose of a dog. I don't yes, know if you've seen the trailer, so, and it rips your heart out when you see yeah. it. But it's like this dog going through multiple lives and yes. what it learns about humans. That is a fantastic idea. But I'm pretty sure it's a B movie. It's a B movie being made by yeah. like a B studio. Yeah, and it's not it's gonna not, do well. 
which people I think will like, watch it, but it's not going to bring in money. The like kind of money that these big well, and it's because these do. bigger companies are expected to put out these movies that appeal to everyone, and that's what you know. Clearly, Marvel's an example. Like, hey, let's appeal to kids and nerd adults like yeah. myself who like have read the comp. You like, know, it's, it's just, part of the reason why Transformers is still going is so that they can keep making the toys well, and, and sell the kids. toys. Exactly. But hey, they're not making any more TMNT movies. I don't think. God bless. Ah, man, but those live action ones from the 80s, those were those were great, weren't they? <laughs> okay, I think the last thing, just before we go, and uh, this is our last episode for about a month, and a, for about five weeks, uh, because we're going to be on winter break and we mm-hmm. won't be around the office, um, so we'll pick it back up with, I guess, season two next semester. Um, but I just, I want to know what you guys, what are you doing for Christmas and what do you want for Christmas? Uh, what do I want for Christmas? Oh, man, I've honestly been really wanting for... I don't know why, but I really want like the Band of Brothers and like the Pacific series because like okay. I just want to for whatever reason like I've been wanting to go through those series again and I just don't have like the HBO for it. Mm-hmm. So like I that's what I've been mostly after. But I'm just gonna spend time with my family for a while. Uh, try to get internships, you know. Try to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> what that. a joke. Uh. I um don't have a lot of plans. I might hit up hit up New York actually. Nice. I'm gonna go see a show. Um and I have a lot of grad school auditions coming up that I'm prepping for and um auditioning for over break. So I'm definitely gonna be going around the country a little bit. But um yeah, spending time with my family and I don't really know what I want for Christmas to be honest. I just wanna survive my senior year and get my <laughs> no, next year of life somewhat figured out. That would that would be a great Christmas present. <laughs> Feel that. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go scuba diving with my parents uh, down in Rotan, and then I'm I'll just be back home for break. Um, we're back here in Fort Collins, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I'm I really I'm getting a new tire cover, I think, for my Jeep because I have a zombie one right now and I hate it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get one that says uh, "Not a Hill Wanderer Lost," and I think it's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm really excited for the holidays, and it's mm-hmm. it's a nice time of year, and we only have I have two finals, and I'm done. So heck yeah, that's, that's great. Not bad at all. It's not Lucky bad. duck. Uh, happy early birthday to Alec next week. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, happy Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy winter solstice, everybody. Um, Thank you so much for listening this semester, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.